Hey y'all, this is Ovi, and you're tuned in to Yeah, But Are You Listening? A space created for us to laugh and cry, share blueprints, and grow through transparency. We'll talk about the things that make us nervous and the things that get us hyped, but most of all, we'll be authentic. Let's get to it. Welcome to the very first episode of Yeah, But Are You Listening? I have been struggling with this episode for weeks. I have written down the content. I have recited it. I have recorded and re-recorded it so many times, trying to get it right, trying to make sure that what I'm delivering is quality and trying to find the sweet spot between oversharing and undersharing. And then somebody said to me, you are overthinking this way too much. Stop overthinking it and just tell the story. And so that's what you guys will get from me today. It sounds like it would be super easy telling somebody about you. It's kind of like going to an interview and them asking, nobody can tell somebody about you better than you can tell somebody about you. But when you're trying to tell that story for other people to listen Oh, it just gets frustrating and overwhelming. And so today we are tossing out the pieces of paper and the post-it notes that I have written this story on. And we're just going to talk from the heart, from a bit of transparency and tell you about who I am. So I was born Ovietta Faye Clements because my parents thought it would be a good idea to name me Ovietta. Wish that I could have advised them on that so many years ago, but I could not. So they named me Ovietta. I'm actually named after two of my grandmothers. One was named Alice Ova and the other was Etta May. Take those and put them together and you get Ovietta. And then as if Ovietta wasn't going to be torture enough, they gave me Faye as a middle name. That I actually got from my mom. They just chopped off the E and gave me the Faye. So Ovietta Faye. I used to hate that name. Even though it had meaning, it did not fare well for somebody in elementary and middle school. The teachers butchered it. The kids teased me. Um, Walking down the halls in middle school, I can remember hearing OB tampon repeatedly Or someone thought it would be nice to affectionately give me the theme music to Morris Day and Jungle Love's O-E-O-E-O. Or for the Star Wars fans, I was definitely called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yo, I hated it. I felt like I cracked the code when I realized that if I just memorized whose kid was before me or two kids before my, they would get to my name on the roll, I could always interrupt the teacher before she butchered my name in front of the class and just say, Ovietta, I'm here. And just call me Ovi. I'm amazed at how people still mess up Ovi. They add letters or take them away or... Anyway, you'll probably never meet another Ovietta, but I feel like one is plenty. I appreciate it now, like I said, but it was a long time coming. I was born right here in the Bull City 
and educated by the finest public schools in elementary, middle, and high school, except for a four-year stint I spent at a private Catholic school. So a fun fact about my Catholic school, my Catholic school experience. Growing up, we went to a Baptist that is now non-denominational church in Creedmoor. Uh, Shout out to Christian Faith Center with Mac and Brenda Timberlake and now Pastor Tim. Um, Those are my church family. So they've been my church family for a really long time. When we started going there, they were just a little church, little brick church on the hill uh, in the tiny town of Creedmoor. And now they are um, so, so much more to so many people. But anyway, it's a little off track. Um, During my time at Catholic school, we were required to participate in some of the Catholic practices. So we were required to go to mass, I think, at least twice a week. We could participate in the confessionals, um, however often they had those with the priest. Um, We could say the prayers. We had to memorize the rosary prayer, but we were not allowed to participate in communion. I remember going to communion, watching the other students um, get this huge, huge communion. Well, I felt like it was huge at the time. It was this circle of communion bread that was probably the size of a silver dollar. And then they would line up and everybody would drink from one goblet that contained real wine. And so they would drink, the priest would wipe, the next person would drink. Now, I thought that part was a little gross, right? Because growing up, you just didn't drink behind random people. And I get that the priest wasn't random to the parishioners, but uh, he was random to me. So anyway, I can remember going home so many days begging my mom to let us convert to Catholic um, because I wanted the better communion experience. So growing up in a a Baptist church, we got the little communion bread and the tiny cup of grape juice. Um, We were definitely not getting these huge pieces of communion bread and real wine. So imagine my third, fourth, fifth grade self wanting to convert because I wanted to leave church in 45 minutes. Oh, that was the other thing. Church was short um, in the Catholic church. So I wanted to leave church in 45 minutes full and probably slightly intoxicated. Um, My mom convinced me that that was not a valid reason to convert. And so I am not Catholic. Not today, not in third grade. Um, But that was my experience. So after I finished high school, I stayed here and was Went to college at North Carolina Central University, shout out to all my Eagles, and got a bachelor's degree in psychology. Uh, Along the way, I got married. Um, I am also divorced, so that's part of the story. Um, I'm born to, I'm an only child, born to an only child, who then didn't get the only child memo and had three kids, right? Um, Because she didn't tell me that three is a lot. But Here we are. So I have three kids. Um, I have one son and two daughters. And then one of my daughters had a kid, which in theory would make me a grandma, but I am still working through that in therapy. So um, for him, I am Gigi. Um, To everybody else, I'm just, uh, my baby's got a baby. So I'm getting there. I'm not there yet, but I am definitely getting there. Um, He is you guys will hear me probably talk a lot about Isaiah. He is definitely um, the thing I didn't know that I needed. 
um, some part about this podcast will be about breaking free of who you are, who you thought you were, what you're, who you've been identified as. So even having three kids, what I have realized is for so many years now, my son's 24. So for at least 24 years, I have been identified as somebody's mom. So I would was super active in all of their athletic careers and just academic stuff too. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I am recognized now as Mike's mom or Maya's mom. Lana is still playing sports. So, so often I am known by those parents as Lana's mom or number 11's mom. Um, and over the years, you kind of, that becomes part of your identity is you are the mom to whoever's kid you've parented or you're parenting. Um, nobody really cares about what you do professionally or what else you do besides be their mom. And so I am, now that they're older, I am kind of going back to figuring out who I am that's independent of being their mom. One thing that has been gratifying is my older two um, worked at like pretty public places and regularly people would see them and say, you're Ovi's kid. So it was a little bit of payback when they would come home and say to me, is this what you felt like when people would be like, oh, you're my mom? And I'd be like, that's it. That's it. And don't you ever forget that you can't do anything in the city without somebody seeing you because I know everybody. So being born and raised in Durham definitely has its perks. Although my background is in psychology and it is my love, I work in IT, which is interesting because I prefer people over computers. Anybody that's ever met me will tell you that. Um, I like what I do, but I prefer people. I'm a people people. I have realized that communicating is kind of my bag. And so here we are with the podcast. I get to communicate with all sorts of people about all sorts of things. So that brings us to, yeah, but are you listening? So I'm a firm believer that uh, in the saying that God gave us one mouth and two ears because we should hear twice as much as we speak. The problem with that right now is that we're in a pandemic and so we're doing tons of things at the same time. So whereas, I guess it's almost been a year now, a year ago, there was time that you were at work. So you might have been, if your work hours were eight to five, that was dedicated to work. And then you came home and that time when you were home was dedicated to home. And obviously when you were home, you might be doing lots of things. You might be a wife, a mom, a sister, a caregiver. So you might be doing all these different things, but that is your time to do them. You didn't do those things while you were at work. You didn't necessarily do work things while you were at home. Now that all of that has been mushed together, we are doing so many different things in the same spaces. So, so often right now I've been blessed to be able to work from home, but so often I find myself working in my bedroom. I'm not necessarily in my bed, but I have a desk space set up where I can just work from here. So all of those things are running together. Um, But so what that means for us is that oftentimes we are, there is something playing in the background, but we aren't really listening to much of anything. So how often do you find yourself turning on music or a show, or even a podcast, right? And then you're listening to it, but a couple minutes in, or maybe even 20 minutes in, you find yourself washing dishes, or folding clothes, 
or maybe you have walked out. So the thing is on and you are in a completely different room doing something else or helping a kid with homework or maybe doing any of the tens of thousands of things on a list. So if you're anything like me, I have lists for everything. I start my day with a to-do list for the day. I start my week with a to-do list for the week. Now, on a good week, my weekly to-do list and my daily to-do list are really similar and I can cross things off as I go along. That's not happening so much these days, but it's a good goal to have. Anyway, back to my story. So you're going through, you've got, you've got something on the background, um, you found yourself doing something else, and then a third of the way through, you realize that you haven't listened to a thing. You haven't heard anything that was said on that TV, anything that was said in that podcast. You missed all the nuggets. Your favorite song has come and gone. Um, but then maybe a phrase or something that is said catches your attention and causes you to rewind it if you can so you could play it back. Or at the very least, it causes you to come back in the room Stop the other thing that you've started doing and actually listen, lean in and listen, hoping that you can catch catch a glimpse of whatever's left to play. So if it's your favorite song and you can't rewind it because it's on Pandora and you don't pay for the upgraded version, you just sing the rest of the song out at the top of your lungs. If it is a podcast that's playing, you pause it, you rewind it, back it up 15 seconds and listen to that nugget. If it's something that's on TV and you have on demand, maybe you're able to record it or maybe not. Maybe you just catch the tail end of whatever's being said and then you just hope that you can either find it, replay it on YouTube or you just have to buy into whatever the last bit of what you heard. That's what I'm thinking about. That is the concept behind, yeah, but are you listening? Because there's so much valuable information that happens around us, but we aren't really taking the time to lean in and listen. Um... And so we're missing a ton of the things that we aren't that we just aren't leaning into. Um, and I want to try to bring some of those things to you. Then there's always a fond memory of my mom talking to me and, you know, me doing what I do uh, or what most young adults do at some point. And you get tired of listening and you're like, I hear you, ma. And she would respond and say, yeah, Ovi, but are you listening to me? So there you have it. That's how the name of the podcast was born. So I spent weeks, months, um, so much time researching podcasts before I decided to pull the trigger. I actually got the idea to do a podcast one day while I was out walking. So uh, this summer, this spring, one of the ways that I maintained some mental health, which maintained uh, may or may not be a good descriptor. That remains to be seen. I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress. But I was out walking and I was listening to a podcast and I thought to myself, I want to do this. I want to bring authenticity and transparency to people that I know and love. And then hopefully it will grow and I will be able to touch the lives of people that I don't know yet, right? Or don't love yet. And so I said, I want to do a podcast. So before doing that, as with anything else, if you decide you want to embark on some brand new thing that you don't know anything about, I did tons and tons and tons of research. And one of the things I kept hearing was decide who you want your target audience to be. I've admittedly struggled with that concept because I'm not trying to educate you guys on any particular area like finance or providing therapy or how to do your makeup well, Um, something I don't know anything about, by the way. Since I want to discuss things that really cross 
gender, age, racial lines, all of those things. I've really had a hard time deciding on who my target group was, what they were going to look like. And so I kind of decided y'all are going to have to help me with that along the way. Um, The goal is that you will come, you'll take what you need, you'll leave what you don't, and that my target audience will really be everybody. Because the thought for me is that we're all battling some of the same stuff. Doesn't really matter your age or your skin color or your generation. Now, I'm not naive. Are there some things that are clearly more difficult or life-threatening for people of color? Absolutely there are. And I want to talk about that stuff. Are there also things that moms experience that maybe people who don't have kids don't experience? Definitely. I want to talk about that stuff too. Generational things that I may face that my mom doesn't because things look different for her at her age now than they do for me. Or things that I may be experiencing now that my mom didn't experience when she was my age because they didn't look like they do for me when she was my age. Or things that my children are experiencing that they are trying to tell me about or that that they need my help and guidance with that I have a difficult time understanding because I'm not 18 today. Like all of those things are things that I want to discuss. But there are some things that we are all fighting together. Some days that we all need something to laugh at, no matter your political affiliation or race or gender. Some days are just hard. They are just hard for everybody. There are some things that everybody feels like they are the only one going through. Mental health is one of those things that we don't talk about enough. Everybody's dealing with it. Everybody may be handling it in a completely different way. But the reality is we are all going through it. Mental health is not about being black. It's not about being white. It's not about being a mom. It's not about being a dad or a man or a woman or whether you are college educated or whether you dropped out in the ninth grade. Mental health is mental health. We could all use somebody that we can connect to, somebody that we feel like understands, somebody that makes us understand that we are not going through it alone. Those are the things that I want to talk about. Those are the things that make it difficult for me to choose a target audience. Those are also the things that I hope will be reasons that you'll tune in and the reasons that you'll stick around and keep coming back. Those are the reasons that I'm hoping that this becomes your new favorite podcast. Now, I like to talk. Communicating is my thing. I like to learn. I like to listen. But I'm not asking or even expecting anybody to listen to episode after episode of me just talking, right? Talking to nobody. Like, it's not even that you guys will be able to talk back to me. Maybe we'll get there at some point, but I'm not asking you to do that. This process has helped me realize that I know a ton of really amazing people. I know people who do lots of things very, very well. Um, When I was writing out what I wanted to say in my intro, I actually listed it and there was probably 20 or 30 different titles, professional titles that I know people who are killing the game in their field. And at one point, I was going to read those titles out to you during this intro, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. 
Um, so you just got to take my word for it and keep coming back. I will obviously tell you guys who's coming up on the podcast next. And if it's something that you're interested in learning about, or, you know, you want to hear their story or whatever that may be, you can tune in, but just know that I know people who do stuff very, very, very well. Um, and in that list is just knowing some dope ass moms, because being a mom, being a parent, People don't include that in the title of things that you're going to do, but it is a job and sometimes a thankless one. And so I know lots of dope moms and dope dads because dads don't get enough credit. Shout out to all the dope dads, right? Um, That I'm going to bring on to talk to you about their stuff too. That's another part of my goal is to bring those things, bring those people to your phone or computer or whatever you're going to be doing, however you're going to be listening to me. And it'll be less like an interview, more like a conversation between friends. That's what I'm hoping, right? That you guys get to listen in on a conversation between friends, but catch the gems as they're dropping along the way. So a couple weeks ago, I attended the Prevailing Women's um, Virtual Conference that Sabrina Seymour has every year. And that's what it felt like. It felt like when I was listening to these, to these different sessions, like there were women who were just dropping gems. They were just talking to each other, having basic conversation, but just along the way, just in some of the things they were saying, they were dropping gems. I was taking notes. I was applying. I I was taking things away that I could then apply to my own daily life. And that is what I'm hoping to bring to you. It'll be like mining for diamonds without the danger of being in the cave, right? And at the end, you get the diamond out of the rough. I'm going to bring you the recipe. You're going to have to bring your own sauce, though. It's like, think of it as a cookbook. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Think of it like a cookbook. I don't do a lot of cooking, so there's that. This is my cookbook for you guys. Now, why did I decide to do a podcast? So I told y'all that I came up with the idea while I was out for a walk one day. And the truth about that is I tried not to do a podcast. I tried just posting random Facebook statuses aimed at transparency, aimed at showing people who I was, inviting them into my space, inviting them into the highs and sometimes the very, very low and dark parts of my life. Um, because those things were therapeutic for me. It was therapeutic for me to be able to share my story. Then what happened was more often than not, people would reach out to me, whether it was on the Facebook page, whether it was in my DMs, whether it was in my text, and just tell me how my statuses impacted them or encourage me or speak life into whatever I might be dealing with. Or some people said things to me like, I am so glad that you said X, Y, Z, because now I'm dealing with it too. And nobody ever talks about that part. And so then I prayed about it and I said, God, I might want to do a podcast, but I ain't really sure. And then I shared it with a very few people um, that it was something that I thought I might want to do. And then I tried to forget it again. I tried to forget it. Um, Sharing my innermost fears, my feelings, my losses with people that I didn't know, that I couldn't see, that might not give me any immediate feedback. It's really, really scary for me. And so I just sat on it for weeks and months. I put it out there and then I just sat on it. Then this thing would wake me up in the middle of the night, burning in my, like in my soul, 
Like, so what you going to do on the podcast today? What you going to do on the podcast today? And then I happened to mention it to a really good friend of mine, Eric Marsh, who said to me, you're going to just do it. Forget being scared. Forget having a, a specific launch date. Forget all the things that you thought you needed to put in place to, to launch a podcast. It's your time and you're going to do it now. And so I've talked to you guys a lot about doing it scared and doing it broke and doing it when you couldn't see the whole staircase, right? Stepping out on faith. And so that's what happened. Here we are. I'm out on faith. It's kind of like standing naked in the middle of a plaza and you know everybody's looking, but you're out there and you don't have any fears at that point. Well, that no, take that back. You have tons of fears at that point, but it's out there and Maybe you help one person. And so maybe this podcast helps one person. Maybe it gets to the heart of one person who knows they're not alone or makes one person laugh or makes one person feel like they can, they can make it to tomorrow when they really are just feeling like today could be it or keeps one person from sitting their kid out on the curb during trash day. Um, because that's been me. Like get out there and just sit till they come and get you. Um, but that's what I'm hoping for is that it can, can just connect with just one person, then my job here will be done. The other thing is I have adult ADD. <laughs> if you know me personally, then you know that already. Um, so that's why I have my list because me doing everything all the time sometimes means I don't get anything done at all. What that means for you is that I don't have two hours with the podcast in me. So what you're going to get from me is 30, maybe 45 minutes of an episode tops. If I'm having a conversation and it's more than that, then I'm going to break it up into two. So 30, 45 minutes tops It's all I'll ever ask from you. My goal is to break them up so you don't get caught washing dishes when a nugget is dropped. So if you can just give me that amount of time, then you catch all the nuggets. Maybe you get some laughs. Maybe we share some tears. Maybe we move forward together, but we move forward in 30 minute increments. That's the goal. Now, if you know, if you've listened up to this point, then you know that if I critique, um, I am my own biggest critic, right? So I am going to critique the episode probably to death. Um, I have given myself a two or three critique max because otherwise I'll critique it so much you'll never hear it. But what I will need from you is to review the episodes on the platform that you choose and then give me feedback. So definitely rate the episodes on Spotify, on Google. It will be on Apple Podcasts. Um, I will also be putting the video to these on YouTube. So if you are better at watching and listening than you are at just listening somebody in your ear, they'll be there for you also. I'll keep you posted. But please, please, please give me your feedback. Um, this will be me being transparent. This will be me attempting to bring things to you that I think are important, but also that may help somebody along the way. Um, I have already been overwhelmed with the feedback I've gotten. You guys have been amazing in terms of encouragement and affirmations and sharing. And so I'm super excited about what this has the potential to look like down the line. But I'm also human. And I can't grow without constructive criticism. Plus, I've told you that we're on this journey together. Now, keep in mind, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive, but I do want your feedback. So be nice, but be authentic. 
because yeah, I'm listening.